My name is Dr. Lee Dayton, and I'm here today with Dr. Estelle Laser. And the topic for our discussion is the future of tourism and the future of the site of Pompeii. So very first question, Estelle, what are the pros and the cons of tourism in a site like Pompeii and Pompeii specifically? Well, Pompeii is one of the best known sites in the world. I mean, I think people, when they think of archeology, span they think of Egypt, the pyramids, the Sphinx and Pompeii. And so everyone wants to see Pompeii. It's on the UNESCO World Heritage List and it's an amazing site. There, there really are very few sites in the world that could in any way compare to it. So it's very heavily visited. Um, it has been for some time. And up until uh, 2020, it had increasing numbers of visitors every year. So in 2019, the number hit about 4 million. Wow. Of course, post-COVID, things have changed rather significantly. Well, what are the pros, what are the advantages of having tourism at a site like Pompeii? Well, one of the big advantages is that everyone who goes on site buys a ticket. And so the money from the tickets now is used to look after the site. So the financial benefit is very great. So sites, especially huge above-ground sites, so Pompeii is 66 hectares within the walls, mm. about 49 of which are um, excavated. Uh, it's, it's a big area and it needs constant maintenance. And having people go through the site all the time means that it's looked at all the time. So if there are problems, they can be identified. The cons are that 4 million people is just way too many for a site like that to handle. It was never... It was never visited by four million people in a year, I'm sure, in antiquity. And they're literally loving it to death. Um, up until now, and things have radically changed, of course, in the last year as a result of the pandemic, but up until now, you could visit the site without, um, without having a guide, without anyone really checking on what you were doing. So it was possible to inadvertently do a huge amount of damage just through ignorance, and that's been a big problem. One of the other problems is cruise ships can come with vast numbers of people and they cross the site like armies. They're on very strict timetables and they don't want to lose their guides, so that makes them not really careful about what they're walking over or banging into or brushing against, so that really is a problem. Um, uh, and generally people aren't necessarily educated to understand that it's like a museum you know you don't touch the walls and you don't lean on things and the site's large and exposed and it's exhausting the ground's very uneven uh, people get tired so they inadvertently do quite a bit of damage so one of the things that was done to mitigate the problem I mean one of the big problems with tourist um, journeys and a lot of guided tours, the classic guided tours, is that they have very um, limited itineraries that they can take people through the site in a short amount of time and show them a number of different structures. So uh, the large outdoor buildings and uh, public spaces and also some of the more intimate spaces, the domestic structures. And these are a real problem because they're small areas that have got fragile wall paintings on them. And if you take upwards of 50 people into a place in a short time, um, they're going to do damage. You know, if they're wearing backpacks and they turn around, they can 
scrape paint off the wall so it can do quite a bit of damage. So one of the um, things that uh, the soon to be um, outgoing uh, director of Pompeii, uh, Professor Massimo Azana did, was to open up a lot more buildings um, for visitors, not just because it improves the visitor experience, but because it disperses the crowd. So um, in the um, in 2010, there were a lot of um, uh, falls um, of buildings, a lot of um, collapses on the site uh, because of neglect and UNESCO came to visit the site and issued an ultimatum that the site had to be remediated by 2015 or it would lose its World Heritage status. And from that, the, um, the Great Pompeii Project was born and that was one of the issues that they asked to be addressed so that um, moving people across the site, improving the visitor experience, improving education uh, on the site so that um, people could find out more at an academic and at a popular level and that they could have um, a much bigger area to walk around um, so that hopefully you could disperse large numbers. And another problem that was on the site was that there weren't enough guards, um, especially um, in about 2009, I think there was a global financial crisis and uh, public servants' positions were frozen in Italy or many other places and they weren't employing new guards. So one of the ways around this was that um, a, a company called Ales provided people who were very well educated, so they had university degrees in archaeology, classics, um, art history, languages, and they would be positioned in the houses to try and control the crowds, but not just to make sure they weren't touching the walls or doing damage or that there were too many people going in at any one time, but also to provide information in a number of different languages if people had questions. So that's definitely improved the visitor experience and the and has protected the site. As you're talking, most of the issues that you've raised have to do with physical physical damage to the site. Mm -hmm. What about the tourist impact on the ongoing research? Um, that isn't really such an issue. So there is constant research on the site. If um, a lot of the research is done either in the early mornings or the late afternoons or out of season or areas if they're excavating get roped off. So uh, I don't think that tourists have a big impact on research. It's done around tourists and tourists of course love to see if there's something happening on site. But um, research has been ongoing always except in the last year of course access to Pompeii has become quite difficult. What are the future plans for the site once we get over the problems with the pandemic? Yeah, it's hard to know. So certainly site management is a complex issue. And um, as, as Professor um, Azana said to me when he first started, that you know, what he didn't realise when he took on the job, because he's an academic, was that for every decision you make, there are consequences. So you, you try to do your best, but sometimes, you know, you make a decision that isn't necessarily good. But essentially, the aim is to maximise um, visitor um, access to the site, um, to um, 
they, they have started new excavations and that's part of the Great Pompeii project. Um, these are not uncontroversial decisions, um, but basically what they were asked to do was to uh, provide uh, disabled access and also to improve drainage because what's not excavated sits over the excavated area. So when it rains, the water gets funneled down onto the site. So they've been asked to channel it away. So there is ongoing work on the site and that will definitely continue. There's about to be a change of director generals because um, Professor Azana's been promoted to director of all the museums in Italy now. So um, what happens next is a little bit of um, an unknown, but uh, possibly it'll continue in the same vein. We don't know yet. Now, this doesn't deal directly with tourism per se, but it will in the long run. And that is, can you point out some of the key directions of research at the moment? In Pompeii? In Pompeii. Oh, there's so many. So there are many, many nations, and there have been for as long as I've been working there and much longer. Um, there, are, there are projects from pretty much every nation in the world, and they cover things like um, the early history of Pompeii. That's something that hasn't been explored very much because generally the site management strategy has been to dig down to the AD 79 level, not below. So opportunistically, there's some work going on below those levels to learn about the earlier occupation history because we know there was at least seven to 800 years of occupation before Mount Vesuvius erupted. There's a lot of work in mapping the site, in scanning and recording um, buildings and other structures, um, using new technologies, um, um, and producing virtual versions of the site, not just above ground, but also below ground. And uh, there's, um, there's new excavations going on, which were started uh, in 2018 by, by Professor Osano and his uh, team. Um, they're obviously Italian run, uh, but um, there are collaborations everywhere. Of course, we've got our project on the casts of the victims, uh, there's a lot of science that because there's so much at the site. So things like residue analysis and other areas that weren't particularly um, examined early on, there are people doing that work. There's studies of pottery, there's study, there's mountains of artifacts. <laughs> so there's work being done on the structures, on the streetscapes, on the artifacts. Um, and then there's... Um, um, studies of the plant life of the um, of the animals of the food um, there's just a huge range of subjects I mean it's almost endless <laughs> well and all of that work is going to be part of the tourist experience in the future under the great Pompeii project yes uh, yeah so that is one of the requirements that information is disseminated at a popular and academic level so there's certainly, um, there's several spaces on site. Uh, there's an antiquarium that was bombed in World War II that has been rebuilt. And there's um, also a part of the large um, gymnasium or palestra that have exhibition spaces with changing exhibitions. So there's a lot of educational material 
on site mm -hmm. and a lot of artefacts that um, you wouldn't normally see there are things in situ as well so certainly the um, learning experience is much much better than it was say 10 years ago. Are there any other final points or comments you'd like to make on this topic focusing on the tourism? On tourism? Yeah it's a two-edged sword. I think it's important that people have access to a site like this. It's problematic because it needs to be controlled in some ways and it certainly wasn't controlled up until COVID hit and COVID I mean it's been terrible but it is an opportunity to stop and rethink and so the site has been closed twice now for prolonged periods and it's just reopened in fact uh, for the second time and um, what they've done is they've um, well the first time it reopened they had several entrance and exit points and of course you had to have your temperature taken and you had to pre-book tickets and there was a there was an app you could download which would tell you in real time where other people were on the site so you could avoid them and there were there were two routes that you could follow that covered the site but you would follow them in different directions and the idea was basically to keep people apart but still have a good experience they've just reopened the site because they had a terrible second spike of COVID and um, now it's um, January um, they've just reopened with one entrance and exit again you have to have your temperature taken you have to pre-book tickets so they only allow a certain number of visitors per hour and it's a very very um, strict route that you travel through and the numbers of course are very small so they limited the number of people that could go in per hour at any time which is why you pre-book your tickets and while you know this means that there's not much spontaneity when you go there you have to plan your trip it does mean that you don't get crushed in large crowds and certainly it'll change as the pandemic um, comes to an end but hopefully it gives the opportunity for a pause and a rethink about how better to manage the tourist experience on site because it can't it could never continue with those huge huge numbers regardless of the revenue that they brought in, the damage was much greater. So I think that um, there'll be more emphasis perhaps, or I hope there'll be more emphasis on controlling the numbers, maybe um, restricting numbers per day or per hour, and maybe encouraging a little more oversight on, um, on the visitors to the site. That's a good outcome. It from is. a terrible experience. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> so Dr. Estelle Laser, thank you very much. Thank you.